This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Helldriver, a joyride, open paren, festival poster, close paren. What the fuck? Open parens. What Brett would have said if he'd watched this movie, close parens. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And this week we uh, are coming at you a little later than normal, but we persevere nonetheless. Yes, uh, apparently uh, Chris was struck by the modem ghost and uh, we could not connect (laughs) to do each other in order to actually talk about this movie. And since Brett couldn't watch it with us, he couldn't talk about it at all. This comes from a friend of the show, Kylie, so if you're uh, at all familiar with Kylie's previous <laughs> recommendations... It's usually uh, crazy Japanese shit. Yeah, but shit in an endearing way, not shit in a yeah. shit way. Shit as in equals... Shit means stuff in this case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Tokyo Gore Police was one of hers, and that was great. Uh, you guys watched, what, Taxidermia, and he liked it? Yeah, that was real weird. Yep, and uh, I'm sure she recommended something else to me, us. Yakuza Apocalypse? Can't... Was that her, or was that my coworker? I can't remember. I don't remember, because it seems like something she would have recommended, so I assumed it was her. Yeah, yep, I know we have another one further down the line uh, with uh, Franken- Vampire Girl versus, versus Frankenstein Girl. Uh, Robo Geisha uh, was her. Oh yeah, Robo Geisha, yeah, that was hers. Yeah, we've, we, she has a good track record, so I was excited to watch this one. And this movie starts off with a guy in some kind of latex chain mail. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Like, I was like, is his outfit sparkly, or is it just have rivets in it? Or, like, it's like studded leather? I mean, is it, like, armor class 8, or what? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, I, I am not sure, to be totally honest. I also wasn't sure it was a guy because he it kind of made like man sounding grunts, but whenever they did insert shots of his hands, they were kind of feminine like proportions, you know, like thinner, longer fingers, that kind of thing. And he was very skinny. And so I was like, do they have a woman doing the stunt work for this? Is it a dude doing the stunt work who just happens to have like more female proportions or am I just sexist? I don't know. Uh, let's say a little everything. <laughs> a little of A, a little of B, a little of C. And uh, Leather Man, he's scaling a wall with his fish hook winch contraption. Yeah, like he kind of is the Batman from the 1960s walk up the side of the, uh, <laughs> of the thing with his winch pulling him up. Which he was winching, which he was Turning by hand, which means he should have just been strong enough to pull himself up with his arms, because he still has to lift all of that weight. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how the winch was helping a lot, honestly. <laughs> but like, since when in a in a uh, sushi typhoon movie has physics ever gotten in the way, right? No, and don't worry, they, they won't get in the way at all. 
<laughs> no. It does make me wonder, uh, these movies do make me wonder how bad the blood pressure epidemic is in Japan. Because <laughs> when anyone, like, gets a nick, blood just shoots out of them at extreme pressure. <laughs> and he, uh, he starts throwing some body parts over the wall, which makes the, uh, kind of zombies, but not really. They're like, they look like kabuki actors with, like yellow wishbones sticking out of their foreheads. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, they eat, start eating the body parts, so I guess they're zombies. And he starts uh, pulling their heads off with his, his witch hook thing. Yep. And taking their delicious, delicious uh, antennae. Yeah, their wishbones. And somehow his his hook gets stuck on a necklace, even though this thing is pulling people's heads clean off. Yeah, but it couldn't break the... It was, it was a titanium necklace. And he ends up uh, falling down. When, and, uh, yeah, then, yeah, then they all come swarming at him. And then out of nowhere... Super... Well, no, but first, first they, they form this giant column of zombies with him on top. And oh, as they're trying so to get weird. to him, it's like World War Z, you know, like when they swarm the walls. Only instead of like climbing over each other, they lift each other up. They're very supportive zombies. They are. Yeah. They work as a team. They're, yeah, they're 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 obviously communists. So then uh the ninja truck shows up. Yeah, it comes like flying through the air and like does a flip and like smashes into the column of zombies and Knocks all of it over. And we get to meet uh, meet our heroine. Yep. With her with sweet her... chainsaw fucking katana. <laughs> yeah, which like just slices things in half if you wave it at them. <laughs> and um, that's that scene that I'm not sure where it figures into the movie chronologically or narratively. Yeah, yeah, as we go through this, try to figure out where this would have happened, because we can't. <laughs> yeah, we saw it, so I you don't have much much hope if you haven't seen it. I don't know, it may make more sense if you haven't seen the movie. But we do flashback now, uh, what, six months? Something like that? Six months a year, some, some time units. Where our heroine, uh, I don't know what to call her. Uh... Katana girl. So Katana girl turns out that she was uh being raised by her her pops, but her and uncle her and aunt, mom maybe. Her mom, her mom and her his her mom and her mom's brother, who was her uncle, they're, uh, they're, and they're the dicks. dad were all and her were all living together. It turns out mom and uncle they're not nice. You could tell no, that because they have giant swastika hunks of steel. Yeah, and uh, I believe they're murder cannibals, according yes. to the police that sit in the police car outside of the building, just talking to each other and showing each other uh, like mugshots of these people, talking about how they're murder cannibals. And uh, you know, they kill the cops like you do. They kill uh, chainsaw girls, chainsaw katana girl. They kill her dad. Yep, but but actually they don't come right away. They she gets up there and they have him stripped down to the bone from like the waist down, which 
he didn't actually seem to suffer too much, and that we find out later that's because he is a paraplegic, and so he uh, could, couldn't feel anything below the waist anyway. So, and for some reason, Katana Girl is upset by this fact. I must, it must be the human emotions that she has. She is full of human emotion at this point. <laughs> and what is there? Some kind of fire. Something some happens and there's a fire and the, the piece of metal that at the end looks like a swastika gets all heated up and she jabs it into his forehead to drive the uncle away from her. And so he has a like a nice Charles Manson like swastika burned into his forehead. And uh, so before uh, our dynamic duo can take care of Katana Girl, a, uh, a meteor falls out of the sky and goes through yep. Auntie. Right through her chest. Auntie, who is the chick from Audition? No, that's uh, the Katana Girl. Is it? I thought the credits it was it was the uh, the aunt, but I could be wrong. I also could be wrong. In fairness, it's, only it's Brett, been days since we've seen this movie. Yes, if only Brett was here, because he is never wrong. He's always right, even when he's wrong. <laughs> Especially when he's wrong. So, um, like you do, Auntie pulls out Katana Girl's heart and shoves it yep. into her gaping cavity, her, her, like, where hold- the meteor was, not the other one. Right. (laughs) And she holds it there and like little bits of her body start to like attach to the heart in the hole. And isn't this about the time where the starfish shows up on the back of her head? Yep. Yep. The space starfish. And it uh, lives there now. Yep. And then it starts coating uh, crazy mom with uh, some kind of like resin. Yeah, her and uh, Katana Girl both get resined because reasons. Yeah, and then, but Katana Girl falls away and like it breaks, and she gets picked up by the police and hauled away. But then, what? Uh, Crazy Mom starts spitting out a bunch of ash. Yeah, which apparently turns everyone who breathes it into the uh, aforementioned antenna zombies. Kabuki's, the Kabuki zombies, as I like to call them. And then uh, there's a bunch of exposition, which is uh, basically meaningless. Yeah, we we find out that they built the Great Wall of the middle of Japan, and then and also there's some people. There's a big debate going on as to whether or not these zombie, these Kabuki zombies, are actually people or not, and if they deserve human rights. And then and we find out that Katana Girl has had her has been fixed by the government somehow. We don't really know how yet. And then Prime Minister Dude uh, goes to give a speech at the wall. And... Oh, no, 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 not yet. There's... um, First we meet up with uh, our new pals, Hat Guy and No Name, which I'm going to call by his actual name because that's a great name. Is No Name? Except for... I thought No Name was a girl... Until they explained that it was a boy. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble with gender in this movie, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) This movie is gender fluid. It is. And that's fine. And uh, 
Yeah, so anyway, what, Hat Guy and, uh, oh, Kamikaze is what I'm going to call Hat Guy. Kamikaze and uh, No Name are out harvesting wishbones from zombies. And then the cop up on the wall, the guard up on the wall, who is wearing a helmet that makes him look like the moon from that McDonald's commercial. <laughs> he is the Mac tonight. <laughs> and uh, starts shooting at them. I know the zombies attack Kamikaze and No Name, and then the uh, the guard just starts shooting indiscriminately and almost hits the uh, humans. And then Katana Girl shows up. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, zombies kind of start grabbing at her chest to get a hold of her, and. Oh, no, no. There's a zombie with a chainsaw that yeah. tries to chainsaw her chest and it keeps sparking metal and then they accidentally pull the starter cord attached to her chest and it fires up her chain katana and you find out apparently her heart has been replaced with a lawnmower. Yeah, essentially. Or a or a chainsaw. It's like I'm not sure if she's four cycle or two cycle, but it's some kind of internal combustion heart. And they uh they managed to escape the uh, disputed zone, and that's where we learned that the horn hunters there go after the Kabuki zombies because you can get wicked high off of these zombie antennas. Except for the zombie antennas are also highly explosive, so you're occasionally when you're doing the drug, all the drugs, your head just explodes. Mm-hmm. So maybe don't do all the drugs. Yeah, maybe. So they're uh, they're selling the the antennae to the uh, crime boss lady. Yeah, the yeah, crime boss lady. Uh, we'll call her Queen Pin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the whole we thing kind of goes, uh, go on. We found out that Kamikaze has been, uses the money to fund an orphanage, but they make so little money get, harvesting wishbones that they could basically afford to keep, like, three orphans. <laughs> One of yeah. them being no name. He's the king orphan. Yes. <laughs> Possibly Queen Orphan. Possibly. So as they're uh, going and, you know, harvesting, they manage to get pinched by the cops after one. They show up at the, the drop with Queen Pin. They shoot up the place. They all get arrested. And now they have a new mission. Yeah, this is like... this, And this is the second Prime Minister after the first one got blown up uh, using a de- using a detonator, which was in a matchbook that said something about, like, all the girls gape the buns. Obviously. <laughs> which was my favorite line from the movie, but it wasn't actually spoken. <laughs> so, basically, they're tasked with being some kind of zombie kabuki monster strike force. Basically, this is like Suicide Squad. They're they're quote unquote bad guys who have to go and complete a mission by taking out a high value target. 
and they have to uh they have to find the zombie queen shoot her with the GPS gun that looks like that that thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger had in his head <laughs> yeah use it to Total extract recall. the uh, tracking device in, in the running man or I'm sorry you know in uh, uh the one with Mars Total Recall uh, yes Total Recall and uh, yeah it looks like that gun and so, apparently that will call down a missile strike so off they go into the uh a zombie something. It was a big neon sign above the gate. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was good. And uh, it's, so it is Kamikaze, No Name, Katana Girl, Queen Pin, and Queen Pin's Minion. And they go All off in a the, van. Off to the Disputed Zone. Yep. Where and... the movie takes a decisive turn for the what the fuckery. <laughs> yes, because uh, they uh, what the minion guy is sticking his head out the window, looking at looking at stuff, and he looks up, and there's these little they look like little bees or something up in the sky, and as they get bigger, you realize they're kabuki zombie heads. Because we, one thing that we didn't explain earlier is that the only way to actually take out one of these zombie things is to destroy the wishbone, uh, all of its body parts are totally autonomous. So you can like cut its head off and the body will still function and the head will still function. So they cut to this big zombie with a giant sword that has these zombies kneel before him. He swipes the sword and the heads just go shooting off into the air. And then the, the headless body is to stand up and walk for walk out towards, you know, walk out somewhere. And the next line comes up, kneels down he beheads them and launches their heads off into the into the air and so on. And that's so it's just this rain of zombie heads that are explosive because if their wishbones hit the ground hard enough, their heads explode. <laughs> and in this entire uh, sequence of madness, the henchmen and Queen Pin get taken out. Yep. Oh, but Queen Pin gets a head in the lap, which then starts to eat her... Uh, her nether regions, and then she stumbles out and basically gets piranhaed by, like, a group of heads. Like, she's there, and then they cut back, and she's basically just a skeleton that stumbles forward and collapses. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking and, ridiculous. And this is where Walker, Texas Ranger, shows up and starts, like, skeet shooting all the heads that are still coming out of the air. And since, you know, they're explosive, it's kind of like Missile Command, where you hit one and it explodes, and that explosion sets off other ones, and then more heads fall into the explosions, and that creates more explosions. <laughs> so, and guy, people, if you haven't uh, played Missile Command, look it up. It's an old Atari. It's a classic. It is. And then... Uh, yeah, so yeah, Walker, Texas Ranger, introduces himself as a former cop who has been surviving here in the zombie land because his sister has been his sister disappeared. Oh, his sister or his wife and kid he was separated from, but he later found out that they were eaten or turned into zombies or something. Uh, we know that No Name's sister is was captured by zombies or something has disappeared in Zombie Land. So that's why No Name is here. 
Kamikaze wants to help No Name because Kamikaze is a nice guy, and Katana Girl uh, probably just wants to kill her mom. Yeah. So they head off to the uh, so-called zombie bar, which is where the uh, the Kabuki zombies keep the people so they can eat them, I suppose. Yeah, but you know, like they're uh, they're starting to ration their food because they're smart zombies and realize that if you just eat everyone, you have no food anymore. So, and we find out that was it Maya? Is that no name sister? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Maya is actually there. Um, and they so they're good. They try to rescue her, and also isn't uh, Uncle Uncle Manson there? Yeah, he's also there hanging out. Yeah. And, and this is uh, where I start to get fuzzy as to what the fuck happens because I spent most time going, what the fuck? <laughs> so, as they attempt to uh, free No Name's sister, everything kind of deteriorates rapidly into just a fucking mess of bizarre action sequences that are all occurring simultaneously. Okay. This is the three part uh, yeah. thing. Okay. The triptych, if you will. So you've got you got X Cop. He's um using the truck to fight Uncle, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. And and when we say using to fight, we mean has the truck up on its rear tires and using the blades on the front of the truck like swords trying to attack Uncle Manson while Uncle Manson's using swords to fend off and attack the truck. And apparently he manages this by wiggling the gear shift back and forth, uh, alternating between the gas and the brake, and turning the steering wheel from side to side, and grunting a lot. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. (laughs) I mean, it sounds ridiculous, it looks ridiculous, but it's still kind (laughs) of (laughs) awesome. And as this is happening, you have uh, No Name and... uh, Kamikaze, and they're uh, they're fighting the uh, geisha zombie, who is like the uh, the proprietor, I suppose, of the so-called zombie bar. She's the yeah, she's like the madam in charge, and she's got the uh, the sister in question. So they're uh, scrapping with her, an old uh, katana girl. She's fighting with an eight-arm zombie who alternates from swords to uh, assault rifles yes and when we say eight arms we mean you know normal set of arms actually was it six or eight there were six normal ones and the little mandible ones yeah yeah so yeah, she's got normal arms two other sets of arms and then out of her cheeks are two more little arms like yeah like little mandibles <laughs> and uh they can't like, hold full-size swords so they're holding like fucking silverware or like scalpels or something. Yeah. It's... <laughs> so she's got like six katanas in her regular hands and then two little scalpels in her mandible hands. And the katanas. Which is just ridiculous. The katanas don't work out, so she changes up to assault rifles, which is also ridiculous and fantastic. Yeah. Well, and we didn't describe what the madam was using as a weapon against uh, Kamikaze and No Name yet, did we? No. <laughs> I believe it was a zombie fetus on an umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> real was, gross looking. 
Yep, as you swing around like a you know like a ball a ball and chain chick from uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> and um, oh man, the climax to all of this nonsense is the <laughs> the assault rifle spider zombie thing jumps at Katana Girl, firing all the assault rifles at her. Well, she deflects all of the bullets with her chain katana. (laughs) Except for the ones used to cut the fucking cartoon-ass hole in the wall behind her. Yes. (laughs) That she bursts through and proceeds to shoot up the kabuki zombie. Madam. Yeah, the madam. As the fucking truck bursts through the wall after he defeats fucking Nazi uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Manson. Words don't do it justice. <laughs> no, it is. I was like watching this the whole time going, wait, are they going to finish this all together somehow? And by God, they finished it all together somehow. <laughs> so everybody heads to the, the truck to get the hell out of there. Yes. And, uh, but, Uncle... and while Uncle was was knocked down... Uncle was not knocked out. Nope. So he uh gives chase. And as he's chasing the car, he, I don't know, psychically commands parts of zombies to follow behind him. and To form around him. Voltron style, create a goddamn zombie car. Yes. Which is, again, fucking ridiculous and spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and he just keeps getting faster and faster, and eventually he uh, he catches up to the them. But also, like somehow, like Madam Kabuki Zombie shows up again. Yeah, and uh, she gets the upper hand on a uh, Kamikaze in the truck. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't. No, he, uh, yeah, it knocks him out, so his feet are hanging from the, uh, or ha- he's using his feet to hang from the, the tailgate of the pickup truck. Oh, that's right, because Katana Girl grabbing- is now on the, on the corpse car. Yeah, she's fighting Uncle Manson on the corpse car, and Kamikaze is s- suspended between the two vehicles at this point. And somehow or another, he ends up in the corpse car after after his ankles have been cut off <laughs> yeah and katana girl manages to uh, slice old uh, kabuki zombie from groin to gullet yep and now uh uncle manson is on the uh, car with kamikaze and he launches the car off into this crevasse while yelling, Banzai! Like you do. Especially if you're named Danielson or Mr. Miyagi. So that's madness. Yep. And so we're left with no name, uh, no name sister, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Katana Girl. Well, no, and... name, no name sister doesn't make it, though. Oh, yeah. She, she dies. And yeah, and then uh, so they they decide to drive north to where uh, 
queen mother zombie lady is. And the meanwhile, like prime minister number two is like watching the satellite readout of all this stuff. And he's all worried and he's drinking a bunch of wine. And at some point he stumbles and embeds the corkscrew in his for the yellow corkscrew in his forehead. And it looks like a zombie wishbone and his guards shoot him for being a zombie. Mm, not yet. Not yet. But There's that does a, happen. And I don't want to does, forget that. That does happen. <laughs> I didn't want that to be forgotten. So, uh, our team in the truck, they managed to find the zombie queen. And she's, um, you know, just hanging out on a oh, giant she, pile of zombies that make a giant person. Yeah, and she did figure out, though, that uh, if she pokes at the heart in her chest, it makes uh, Katana Girl convulse. So she kind of does a little callback to Audition, where she, uh, which maybe Kylie also recommended to us. And uh, she pokes at it while saying, tickle, 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 in a creepy voice, which was cool. So um, they shoot the tracking device at the, the giant zombie pile. The, the missile is fired. First one hits, but they just regenerate. So then yep. the, a second volley comes. Yeah, they fire the other two missiles that are in the satellite. So... Um, Logically, what you would expect to happen happens, and that's um, that the giant zombie pile that has taken human form catches the missiles and turns into a giant uh, zombie bomber plane. Yep. <laughs> and proceeds and to drop zombies all over the unsuspecting population. Well, that's because like Katana Girl ends up on top of it, the, the zombie plane, and she's fighting Uncle Manton, who shows back up. And as they're fighting, they're like knocking zombies off of the, you know, out of the body of the zombie plane. And eventually she puts the end to him, though. She finally does. And uh, so now we got zombies everywhere. They're busting down the walls. This is when the aforementioned uh, corkscrew fatality happens. Yep. So, uh, of course, somehow or another, Katana Girl manages to uh, get the zombie plane turned around. <laughs> and they have the uh, the fight to the death with uh, her and zombie her mom. mom. Yep. Which uh, culminates in her lopping off her head and it flies off into space. Yes, and and then the zombie plane kind of just falls apart, and do the I forget do people revert back to normal or do they just die? Uh I don't remember. I was too busy trying to figure out what the fuck was even happening at this point. Yeah, because like, and there was this there was this running like little story about this priest who kept preaching about how the zombie people were humans and they should just you know, still human and they should have human rights and, you know, they should be treated kindly, blah, blah, blah. And then a bunch of zombies fall from the sky and eat him. And then I think they get turned back into humans, which is, you know, ironic. And, uh, that's 
That's kind of it, except for the Ex- stinger. The stinger. Where the head, uh, basically, throughout the entire credits, the head is floating around through space with the starfish attached. And it Oh, we forgot the- about the starfish growing batons out of two of its limbs and conducting <laughs> the zombie symphony that became the plane. Oh. <laughs> uh. So much stuff happens, I can't remember it all. It's all crazy. And uh, so the zombie head uh, attaches and eats some sort of blue guy, presumably to start the cycle anew. Yes. And that... So it probably probably wasn't a meteor at the beginning, that's probably somebody's head. Yeah. And that is the confusingly named Hell Driver. Yeah. So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? Well, I liked it. Words don't do it justice. Like a lot of movies in this vein, saying it out loud makes it seem real dumb. And it is real dumb, but it is it is an enjoyable time. There's a certain joy in this particular subgenre of movie that you either are going to totally get behind or you're totally not going to like at all. It's There's no in-between on this kind of stuff, I don't think. Personally, it's right up my alley. It's ridiculous and awesome and stupid and wonderful. And if you can just kind of let it wash over you, shut your brain off for an hour or two, I think you could have a pretty good time with this. The effects range from real good to laughable, but that's just part of its charm. It's just... Ah, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the movies of this nature. I say give it a go. You, you could do a lot worse. What do you think, Mr. Troy? I I generally liked it. I, I did find myself getting bored from time to time, and also just like... I kind of hit like what the fuck overload a couple times as well. I think at one point I messaged you and said, this movie has just gone insane. <laughs> that was about the time when we had like, you know, the zombie fetus and the mandible armed lady. Um, I mean, some, it just seems to get a little too ridiculous sometimes. Uh, I like Tokyo Gore police was in a weird way. It was more realistic. It was a little less but not crazy. And uh, so I liked it. If you're not a fan of this kind of movie, I would I would not watch this. Uh, you will hate it. Um, I would say if you wanted to try a weird Japanese movie, I would probably suggest Tokyo Gore Police more. Um, and then watch this because, you know, if, if you like the Tokyo Gore Police, uh, it did also feature someone walking around on sword limbs as Tokyo Gore Police did. Uh, but you know, and again, and that, and you know, and there's, you know, the fun stuff, you know, it's like a Sam Raimi movie where like blood just comes out in high pressure fountains, which you know, again, like, I guess they do probably watch the salt intake in Japan a little more. Um, but it's, it's not the best example of the genre, but it's still fun. So I generally will say yes, if you like this type of movie, but I'll conditionally say yes, as long as you like this type of movie. Is my long way around to getting to say that. Yeah, about halfway through this one, it just it cranks up the what the fuck is happening from. Oh yeah, three to and about we don't a million. Get, 
we don't get the title sequence till 48 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, literally halfway through the movie, they bother to tell you what the movie's even called. <laughs> They're like, well, you made it this far, so you're probably in for the ride, so we'll just give you all the information now. So what do we have uh, up next? I believe it is Altered States, as uh, recommended to us by Nikki Poo. Yep, not sure what that's about. I'm not either, but when I told one of my coworkers, he was really excited because it's one of his favorite movies. So this is also the guy who recommended Yakuza Apocalypse to us who was excited about it. So hopefully uh, it's a good movie. So we've got that up next. And say, Troy, what if other people had movies they wanted to recommend, what have you, so forth, correspond with us? Uh, well, you could reach us in a myriad of ways. Uh, their best way usually is either on our Facebook where we are slaughterhouse princess or on our discord server, which can be found. The link to that can be found on our website, which is slaughterhouseprincess.com. Or uh, now we, you can go to discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. There we go. And it'll take you right to our discord server. And then we also have an email address, which is slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. And we do get emails there, which is great. Uh, we also have a subreddit at r slash r slash SHP podcast. Apparently, I need to drink more when I'm recording because sober, I can't speak. And then uh, also we have a Twitter which is Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess without the vowels in Princess. And I think that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are slowly working on getting a Patreon rolled out. Uh, so I not, don't expect that next week, but uh, I think we will. Uh, we have some fun ideas on uh, rewards. So... Uh, we will give you more information on that when it is available. Mm-hmm. Start saving now. Yeah. Get all, all your pennies together and glue them together and then mail them to Brett. Mm-hmm. You could reach Brett at P.O. Box. Brett is a big dumb jerk. <laughs> I don't think that's how P.O. Boxes work. Wrecked him, damn near killed him.